Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Goodness Steak Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork. Heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Breakfast with Fish. Dallas Cowboys top 10 takes, and we do it from Frisco, home of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. This is the Fishbowl. That is the star. Cowboys will resume training camp of a sort uh, here at Frisco, right across the street with a Tuesday night workout. Um, I, I think it's fan-friendly, and I know uh, it's fish-friendly because I'll be there. Top 10 takes, reflecting on the weekend, some obviously awful news uh, in terms of a couple kids, and um, maybe some answers to those questions, as Vinny puts it. Now what? Uh, and we'll get to the now what over the course of the morning. We do breakfast at Fish and Ease at 7.20 weekday mornings, and... Fish at six at night. We invite you, of course, to be part of what we do by subscribing to the program. Top 10 takes. These are not hot takes. They are simply fact-based opinions. And away we go. The Marvion Overshone, number one, uh, who had become not only a fan favorite very quickly, partly because he played at the University of Texas, but partly because you're watching uh, his work and going, he looks pretty good. Uh, he goes down with a knee in Seattle, makes a good play, and then goes down. And uh, at, at one point, tried to kind of walk it off a little bit, as guys uh, do, then was taken off to the locker room. Late into the night, he goes on Twitter and uh, and posts two words, still blessed. Um, and then he wakes up the next morning, and we get the MRI results, and he's out for the year with a knee. So the what's next? Well, all of a sudden, you look a little thin there. Now, uh, obviously, Jabril Cox is next man up, and that can be that was going to be the solution anyway uh, before Overshone shown out. I will note, too, that in addition to being a fan favorite of sorts, he's a locker room favorite. And uh, he'll get his procedure, and then he'll be back around the team. And eventually, maybe, we're going to look back at this and say, uh, this, this, worked out, this, this worked out fine. It's going to take a while. And I wouldn't blame him if he doesn't think that way today, although still blessed suggests that. Uh, Anthony Barr, I do not think, has signed yet. I think he's made visits to the Giants and the Saints. So if you want to go get yourself a veteran solution who knows the defense, uh, you can do that. Some might argue that Anthony Barr would be a progress stopper. Hey, just let Jabril Cox. Damone Clark's going to start alongside Leighton Vandresh. Let Jabril Cox have his role. Um, let Devin play little bit certainly on special teams but i i would suggest that the cowboys will be looking for a body item two uh, another guy who's suddenly become somebody that we know who he is undrafted rookie free agent uh just a small school louisiana guy named john stevens jr and he blows out a knee 
and he's out for the year. Now, once again, this is football, and we'll get to the preseason issue that many of you are bringing up. This is football. This is part of it. That doesn't make it any easier to swallow. If you want to look at this long term, unlike at what at linebacker, Cowboys don't or an offensive line. <laughs> Cowboys don't need to look for another body there. Uh, and by the way, I, uh, I don't want anybody to get the impression. I mean, again, this is part of football. I don't want anybody to get the impression that I right, turn the page. Where, where's another slab of beef in here? Not comfortable with that. In fact, um, in in Isaiah Bolden, who's the Jackson State guy, who's a Deion Sanders protege, who looked very seriously injured, stretcher, prayers, all of that in Patriots at Packers, so serious that uh, in DeMar Hamlin style, they canceled the game. Final score, 21-17, somebody, 0-0, who cares? Shut it down. Uh, and in our coverage of that at our Patriots site, you can you can find it. Great, incredible coverage. Uh, Patriots SI. We decided that night, let's not do a notebook. Let's not do a notebook review of who's who and good, bad and ugly and uh, new depth chart and uh, stock up and stock. Let, let's let's save that. Nobody's in the mood for that. So I do get it how we're trying to juggle. Uh, the football tragedy of a season-ending injury. And then, all right, what do we do? What, what, what do we do on the roster? In the case of John Stevens, I will again make this point, and he will eventually, I think, come to this conclusion that this is going to work out, again, surgery, rehab, this is going to work out fine for him. Big buck, member for seven months in the Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get to be Uncle Fish Premium? Circle in the star. Has a question about Deuce and the running back job. It's a good question. We'll get there. Many of you asking about the offensive line will get there as well. Uh, by the way, you can hit the like button that beats the algorithms and gives us the muscle. Fish heads in Cowboy Nation, 65,000 strong. And YouTube really does back away and let you have more of what you want. Uh, that's a fact if you uh, give this show the likes. So please do that. Uh, along with the uh, 13 to 63,000 people that end up watching this show this morning. Stevens probably wasn't going to make the team. I still wonder if they need all four horsemen. So long range, calm down. Luckily, it's going to be okay. John Stevens' chances of making the team next year improve over his chances of making the team this year. And you don't need to chase a body there. Item three, Matt Lewetsko, it turns out that the shoulder's going to be fine. So let's call him day to day. But let's also continue to look at this offensive line and say that the second group isn't good enough. Obviously, the second group generally speaking, is going to pale to comparison to the first group if the first group is really good. And I think this first group is really good. Um, I, I think they need help at linebacker now, and I think they need backup help in the offensive line. Monroe, G. what about Jason Peters? I think the Cowboys have answered your question here, and, and we've answered it too. 
their their unwillingness to take on a 41 year old guy who they thought was a they thought was a prince, but you know a, a little injury becomes a bigger injury when the guy's 41, and so I think the Cowboys have provided their answer on Jason Peters. Otherwise, frankly, uh, he would have been here at the end of last week. We will monitor, though. Jason Peters did use Adam Schefter to announce, um, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to play again. I want to keep going. Item four, Tolbert. is a what? Jay Recruiter says Tobert's going to take Gallup's job and watch out Cooks. See, I that's not the way that I roll. He is a completely different player. And he said he used the term night and day. And J-Dog points out he, he looks good versus backups. Yeah, except... They weren't all backups. They weren't backups in Seattle. Not all of them. And they weren't backups against the Jags. So J-Dog, I would I would argue a little bit with that. But all of a sudden now he's rotational? Jason B, Tobert's on a rocket. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to remind you what I always say about the preseason, especially at wide receiver. This is the easiest time for the receiver to look good. training camp in his underwear and that's one level now the lights are on that takes it to another level there's another level to go on Jalen Tolbert but you should be very pleased with what he's done with himself and what the coaching staff and the scouting department gets to now say see we were kind of right about and for those of you and many of you are pointing this out the people that were calling for Tolbert to get cut You don't cut a rookie on a cheap contract ever unless he's some sort of a cancerous presence. So number four wide receiver is good enough. He has put distance between himself and Simi, clearly. Uh, Jalen Brooks isn't at the same level. It's kind of fun to think about the Cavante Turpin idea. And Cooper Rush says, listen, he can play. He can play wide receiver. Knows the playbook, runs the routes, and made a heck of a catch on a, a throw of mine that wasn't very good. But Tolbert as the number four receiver is enough for now. Item five, the kicking situation. I continue to see people saying that that veteran doesn't want to kick off or that veteran can't kick off or that veteran uh doesn't want to kick long field goals. I need to hear that from the guy. I'm really tired of hearing it from Twitter. Uh, and so I'm, I'm trying to think of how I can get to Robbie Gold, who keeps, everybody keeps saying, he doesn't want to kick 51-yard field goals. I don't know, man. He kicked him last year. He doesn't want to kick off. I don't know. He kicked off last year. But for now, the Cowboys aren't wrong yet on Brandon Aubrey. No field goal attempts at Seattle, but did kick his two extra points. His kickoffs go to the back of the end zone. So far, so not 
bad. Uh, that week one salary guarantee issue is absolutely in play. That uh, if if we're talking about because then then it's the salary is non guaranteed. So you wait till after week one, uh, unless you have a desperate need today. So that could be a Jason Peters. I don't see it, but it could be could be an Anthony Barr. Uh, although he's getting enough workouts right now that maybe a signing will happen before that. So how desperate is the need? So desperate that you want to guarantee a veteran salary? That's the issue. They have answers at running back. They Right now, they get to be right at running back as well. Pass protection, running between the tackles. No issues there. Missed a block on special teams. Did... Rico just inch himself right on up with Deuce. I got a lot of people that, that are Cowboy connected are saying, I don't need to see any more of Deuce. I get it. Pastor, can't Peters be a player coach? I'm not sure I understand the point. They have... they. They don't need coaches. They need players. They got enough coaches. But again, my last resort is signing 41-year-old offensive, 41-year-old anybody's. That's my last resort. There's, there's got to be a better way to do it. Mike Beasy, Fish, do you believe we will make we will wait until after cuts before making any roster moves? That's lot. And by the way, not only is that logical, but what, what day is today? I mean, we're eight days away from cut down day. So yeah, things are really going to be hopping. 28, 29, 30, 31. There is a 31 in August, right? Sugar daddy, Peters wants to play. I'm aware of that. We reported on that. I've mentioned that. That doesn't mean anything to me. Christopher D, injury report fish. Yeah, we went over it. Overshown. <clears throat> well, let's go. And Stevens. Item six. Defensive line. You guys have asked for Isaiah Land. And he's answered. Now, barring injury, there's no way there's room for another edge rusher here. For UDFA rookie edge rusher. But Isaiah Land is going to be a fun guy to watch in the final preseason game. I bet you he gets a million snaps, and then I bet you he gets cut, and then I bet you he uh, ends up on the practice squad. He has certainly shown that much. Gene Bryant, is Dak going to play in the preseason? Nope, nor should he. Gregory wants to help us out with the Mozzie issue. All right, fine, let's go there. I hit him eight. This is the one play Twitter snippet problem. Pastor, I've had, I think I've answered your question. There is not a there there is not a slot open for a player coach because first of all there's no such thing. You could, but there's no slot open. Secondly, there's no such thing as slots. 
I can, I, there's no limit to how many coaches I can have. I can have 53 coaches if I want to. But why am I, I don't understand your obsession. Why am I hiring a player coach? What, why? I, can't I just hire a player and have him be a team leader? I don't understand your, your, where you're going here. By the way, the head coaches hire their guys. They don't hire your guys. They hire their guys. That is a circle of trust thing that sometimes ends up being an echo chamber. You know, you want different voices, but who do you think, and Mike McCarthy is an admirer and a friend of Kellen Moore now, but who do you think he trusts more? Kellen or Shoddy? He's like Shoddy's uncle. Joey, Peters helped last year. They basically hired him as a player coach. No, they did not hire him as a player coach. Where are you you guys getting this? He's not a player. He wasn't a player coach. He was a player. Ramon makes a great point. These guys' plates are full. You guys think it's 1962. These guys' plates are full. Brandon Cooks does not have time to also be a coach. He has time to be a player and a leader as a coach, as a, as a leader, as a player. So we can do coach on the field. Cooper Rush is a coach on the field. So is Dak Prescott. So is Tank Lawrence. So is Leighton Vanderash. Ask Damone Clark, who he's learning a lot of football from, and he'll tell you Leighton Vanderash. But that doesn't mean we're calling, we're hiring Leighton Vanderash as a player coach. He's just a player. You had 1960, you had player coaches. <laughs> they, they got enough coaches. Joey, still trying to push this idea. Gilmore is helping the cornerbacks be professional. Cooks is helping the wide receivers be professional. Jason Peters, no question, influenced young offensive linemen into how to be professional. No argument there. I'm not hiring to be a player's coach. I'm not hiring to be a player slash coach. That's not it at all. It's not even close to it. Item nine. Speaking of Dak Prescott. No, he's not Patrick Mahomes. But you're also not the Colts. The Colts? Michael Yu with a good question about Mozzie. Are we overusing him? You might be overrating him, but you're not overusing him. But we'll get to that in item 10. The Colts will have Anthony Richardson as their number one quarterback uh, when the season starts. That will be their eighth week one quarterback starter in eight years. So do you have Patrick Mahomes Jr. in Dallas 2.0? You do not. 
but you also don't have instability. And Dak Prescott, among many other things, gives you stability. Now, go win two playoff games. I do get it. And finally, item 10. And this will be a grab bag because it'll include Mozzie. Mozzie's a bust. Guys, let's learn a lesson. Let's learn a lesson from our own from our own conversation here about Jalen Tolbert. Mike Beasy, Uncle Fish Premium. Fish, you're the best cowboy in four rounds. Salute to you. Thank you. Let's learn a lesson. Cut Jalen Tolbert. No, you don't cut him. You ask him to hurry up. Mozzie Smith is not a bust because he got pushed around and turned sideways in Seattle. There have been other snap. Again, you can do the snippet, the Twitter snippet. Over the course of the last two games, you can find a Twitter snippet in which Mozzie Smith looks good. If, if you are of the ilk to say that Mozzie Smith is a bust because you watched him get thrown into a wheelbarrow, turned upside down, and dumped down the field on one play, then you're a football idiot. Anthony R., I watch film. Exactly right. Fueled by haters, also popular in the Uncle Fish store, as you can see below. JR, Mozzie will be the next Aaron Donald. I don't know about that. I don't know that Mozzie's going to be the next Sue. Right now, I want Mozzie to be the next Jonathan Hankins. Does $5 pitch in. I don't see why people think Mozzie a bust just because he's not making highlight plays like other positions. This is an astute point. The ad- average football schmo like me, you're going to go game. We bear- Mozzie Smith can do his job and you won't even notice. Because his number one job is going to be to occupy blockers and let somebody else, let linebackers make the tackle. That's his number one job. You've got to give this time a little bit of time. He, they want him to be a rotational player right away. Warren B with a good point. Let's let Mozzie be the next Mozzie. Six, three, three plus. And every once in a while, he's going to go up against a player like he did in Seattle, who's also 6'3", 320. And he's going to lose. VOR, Mozzie's position does not facilitate itself to be highlight real worthy. That's correct. Tar Heel Cowboy borrows one of our great quotes on this show. Let the cake bake. Chances are really good that Mozzie's going to be fine. And unfortunately, the standard around here, unfortunately, in a way. Well, Micah was good right away. I know. McCarthy said it after the game about what Mozzie needs. Snaps, snaps, snaps.
So I don't know. I, I don't know who's playing all yet. I don't. I think we're not going to do the, the the two dozen frontline guys again. I think that's going to continue to be the case. Dak Prescott and company will not play this weekend against the Raiders. Big buck, five dollar pitch in. Mozzie takes up two blockers every play. Not every play. He got dump trucked on one play. The, the Seattle center picked him up and turned him upside down. It wasn't a double. It wasn't. It wasn't a double team. wasn't a triple team. He just lost. One play. John Lindauer, correct, Fish. Give me another Hankins for now. Give me two Jonathan Hankins right now. Snaps, snaps, snaps. I don't know who's playing how many next Saturday, this Saturday, when against the visiting Raiders. I'll be there, of course, at AT&T Stadium. But I know Mozzie needs them. The Mozzie Smith thing, the Dak Prescott thing, the Overshown thing. Overshown became a national story. So Greg Olson, the former uh, NFL tight end, now does a good job at Fox, did an interview over the weekend talking about how uh, Mike McCarthy, that he's, you know, putting it all on the line by being his own play caller and all the rest. And then in this conversation, he says, Apple with a $10 pitch in. Men are made in the middle. Highlights are the, for the pretty boys. Right. I think Mozzie Smith will eventually give you highlights. I think Mozzie Smith is eventually going to learn how to pressure the quarterback. Right now, he's just trying to figure out where the bathrooms are at the star. For real. He's just trying to, where am I going to live? How do I get a driver's license? Where, where can I get a good meal? By the way. Uh, you can get a good meal at the Maverick Bar, 1616 Hebron, 16 minutes from anywhere in the Metroplex, Mozzie. And Greg Olson says, I think every year Dallas is an intriguing story. And that's like 10 little words. Okay, nine. That say a mouthful. I think every year Dallas is an intriguing story, isn't it? And yet the Cowboys at their football essence are not different than the Bengals or the Buccaneers or the Broncos or the Browns. Why aren't the Bengals, Buccaneers, Broncos and Browns every year an interesting story? This puts added Pressure, I suppose, in a way. Big buck, $5 pitch in. Gosh darn it, Fisher, I was teaching this constantly. Hey, uh, this is a classroom and a ballroom. That's how we do it. So the Cowboys are different in terms of how they're perceived. The realities are the same. What makes the Cowboys different? You know, Tex and Tom and Jimmy and Jerry. But you know what really makes the Cowboys different than the Bengals, the Bucks, and the Broncos, the Browns? What makes the Cowboys an intriguing story every year, says Greg Olson, no matter what? You. It's the width and breadth and depth of the fan base of Cowboy Nation and Fishheads. It's, it's the customer's hunger for Cowboy information that makes the Cowboys the intriguing story they are along with, of course, uh, my occasional accusation that sometimes 
this seems like a marketing company that plays football on the side, but it's you. I wish you had the power. Big buck, $20 pitch in. What? Just for the travel donation box in the brief fund. Thank you, big buck. Appreciate it. I wish you could do something about the preseason. There's two reasons why they still play it. And many of you guys have, uh, have asked the question or given answers. There's two reasons why they play the preseason. One, because that's just what we've always done. 1957, we got to have preseason games to get ready for the regular season games, even though you don't. College doesn't. College football doesn't have preseason games. High school football doesn't have preseason games. But suddenly in the NFL, we got to have preseason games. So reason number one is we've always done it that way. Reason number two is now that we've done it that way, we, we the NFL, we make you buy tickets. If you want a ticket to the real game, you got to pay for the tickets to the preseason game. So are you getting an evaluation out of these guys? Yes. Is an evaluation, is an evaluation that you could get without the games? Not as good an evaluation, but an evaluation nevertheless, and all teams would be on the same level if you completely scrapped preseason games. They used to think you needed four. Sometimes they made you play five. Now we're down to three. I can get us down to one. Pastor, preseason is evaluation time. The whole thing's evaluation. Why do I need four preseason? Why do I need five preseason games to evaluate? I don't. They don't. It's just that that's the way they've always done it. And the money. Mike Bullard, it's funny that you say yourself the difference between practice and games is for wide receivers, but it's not important to play preseason. Mike, not for the risk-reward. The rewards aren't great enough. Pre-salary cap, the team didn't care if guys got hurt. They didn't care. And in another time and another place, the players needed this money because they were selling insurance and be working as school teachers in the offseason. All that's changed. It's not fine 1957 anymore. Eastside Herald, I will accommodate your question because you seem like a bit of a dunce. Dallas is 0-2, Fish. You must feel really good about that. Eastside, I'm going to teach you something. And instead of just laughing you off as being a troll or a cowboy hater, I'm going to do you a favor and teach you something. See, here, here's, here's one of the beauties of what we do here. I'm really proud of this because we could just, we can just, we can sit here and get in arguments all day long and I'll probably win my share. We can get in cowboy related fact-based debates or NFL related fact-based debates and I will win more than my share. Do you have any awareness of what the Cowboys record is, what the Cowboys accomplish in the regular season when they go over in the preseason. Do you have any awareness? You've decided to come up and sit in the front row 
in this classroom and try to be a smart ass. I'll tell you what I'll do. And by the way, this number will help establish what I'm trying to tell you about the quote importance of preseason that a few of you, most of you not, but a few of you are being a bit sheepy on it. All we need that a few of you are just regurgitating what the NFL has been shoving down your throat for a hundred years. If nobody plays preseason games, then you will not be behind the eight ball in evaluation or in knocking the rust off or in getting the speed of the game. You will not be behind the eight ball. You will not be behind the Giants or the Commanders or the Eagles. Why? Because they won't be able to do it either. The fact is, the teams that have a superior ability to draft and evaluate would benefit from cutting preseason games down to zero, one, whatever. Here's your history lesson. Cowboys are 0-2. It's true, Harold. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Panic in the streets of Frisco. The 2021 season, the Cowboys ended 0-4. That was the seventh time that they entered the season without a preseason win and wound up winning the NFC East. Seven times they've gone 0-4 and won the division. The last three times they've been winless in the preseason, they've made the playoffs. You cannot outsmart me. Fish out.